0: gagging sports And as always, I'm Bo Reed along with Samantha Button and Matthew Irby. got a fun show tonight. We're going to talk a little baseball and uh, try and figure out what Belichick's going to do in his gap year. but you know, uh, before we get to all that, Samantha, how you doing?
1: I'm eagerly awaiting Chuck Day.
0: Yes. I ready.
1: I'm ready, I'm ready. Let's go. We've got maybe this weekend, maybe. Maybe. So I'm, I am ready for truck day. I have seen signs. There have been signs, small signs, but <laughs> signs, you know, like players packing their bags and putting pictures on Instagram. So I am hopeful.
0: I mean, it, it is the, It's just this the season, right? Like, like this is the last, we're recording this obviously on Wednesday, so it's the last day of January for us as we record this. But when this broadcasts tomorrow, it's the first day of February. That's spring training month. Like, yeah, I, I shouldn't we have some sort of like a, a group, uh, s- truck day, like every February 1st, every single year is truck day and everyone has to have their truck ready and everyone has to, you know, you know what, I don't know if that's even possible, but I think it would be, uh, I think it'd be fun.
1: I don't even care if like the date is a little bit of a moving target, but I, I think we need to unify truck day. I, I totally All agree right. with that. Cause like, imagine the sadness. Like, if someone else's truck leaves, and you're like, why isn't my truck left? And you have to wait two more days for your truck to leave? Right. Like, we're all playing the same spring training here. Like, this is devastating when we're all in a very fragile time of year. We're like, the weather is miserable. There are no fun holidays. Like, football's basically over. No one cares about regular season NBA. No one cares about regular season hockey. There's no March Madness yet. There's no baseball. Like, I just need truck day. Give me this. Let me have this. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, early February. Sure. Ir- Irby, how about you? How you doing? What do you think about our, our unified truck day?
2: Yeah, I'm down for Unified Truck Day. Um, we just
0: we need to be careful and make
2: sure that it's on a weekday and not a weekend. I'm just worried about um, the athletics. You know, if it's you know the U-Haul might not be open on a Sunday for them to get their truck. I don't know. I just <laughs> want to be certain.
0: I saw something. I, I, this can't be anything, but it was still funny. It made me laugh uh, about baseball just opting not to not to let the A's play baseball until their new stadium is built. Did you guys see this? I think it was on Twitter. Earlier today, but it's like yeah, baseball may just opt not to use the A's for for uh, the time they're building their stadium in Vegas. Which, on one hand, okay, but on the other, it's kind of funny, Smith. I don't know, maybe I'm just weird.
1: I mean, I, there's like a part of me that would love to see like the organization, and the ownership, punished that way. But like, what about the players? They just lose a whole year of service time, and like, no, that would be terrible. That, like
0: it. that well, it's horrible. I don't know. It so, it could, I mean, it could, couldn't you have some sort of a of a, a modified expansion draft where teams could potentially pick up players for that just that very specific amount of time?
1: I mean, I guess so. I mean, I suppose the advantage would be most of them are probably pretty cheap. Although, like, do you really want to do that? Like, do you want to like create a roster spot for a person who you know is going to be gone in a year? Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. But I mean, Jerry Depoto is probably over there just salivating at the opportunity.
1: Well, the he Mariners is is <laughs> to absorb them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, the Mariners are dead. Craig Counts will be like, "Yeah, this is great kid, you're going to pitch 500 innings this week this year."
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's also true. Bring the Cubs into his play, yeah. um, for the pitchers only though, not the hitters. just the pitchers. Yeah, you'd be grabbing pitchers, going, "You're just
2: gonna throw when whenever we're losing."
1: <laughs> well, that does introduce another wrinkle ethically, doesn't it? About if you know you're losing the player in a year and you know you're only gonna have them for a year, like, don't you just kind of like run the arm to the ground? Like, well, it's I'm, not a very nice thing, to do but you know, <laughs> you know, I, I, <laughs> coach, my arm hurts. I bet it does. <laughs>
0: Maybe okay. Maybe there's actually a better idea out there. Maybe maybe we let the A's play in Houston and we opt out of the Astros for the next few years. Why don't we do well, that. That's
1: what we were supposed to do after we caught them cheating, but we didn't do it.
0: Oh, <laughs> <Like, laughs> uh. uh, all right. Well, <laughs> let's let's get into into some things that actually happened. Um, and Samantha, this really isn't much. Of a surprise. I think that how fast it happened is a surprise, but the Orioles appear to finally have been sold to someone who lives in Baltimore and is actually going to put money into this team. I mean, are we about to witness a whole new world in Baltimore baseball?
1: In some ways, yeah. I mean, I think this is great news if you're an Orioles fan. If nothing else, I mean, I think we've learned that you can't buy a championship. Right. And the Orioles did just fine in terms of, you know, having a good and productive regular season even without it. But I if I'm an Orioles fan, I'm like so relieved. I'm so sick of being jerked around by this guy. I'm so sick of, you know, my front office essentially being forced to pick through other people's dumpsters to get cheap pitching Uh just so you can trot someone out there for something. And to make all these great decisions in the draft, knowing that you're not going to pay these people, that they're going to leave and that they're going to have their best years with someone else, most likely. So if I'm an Orioles fan, I'm overjoyed about this. I mean, I know, you know, whenever you hear about an equity firm buying a team, it You know, you, you have to be at least a little concerned. Like, what are they, if they treat this like an asset, it's right. probably not going to be a good thing.
3: Uh-huh.
1: But I think this is much more Steve Cohen than David Pepper. Um, you know, we have Robinson, I believe, is the one who was from Baltimore and grew up as an Orioles fan. So I think this is going to be more of like a Steve Cohen situation, which uh-huh. doesn't necessarily mean they'll make good decisions, but it does mean that they will spend the money to compete. So, you know, if I'm an Orioles fan, I'll take it, man. Like, I, I don't care if you're dumb and you buy the wrong things, I'm just happy you're buying something.
0: You know, also, if I'm an Orioles fan, I'm like, okay, when do you get the keys to the building? Because there's still some free agents. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about this in a second. There's still some big fish out there on the free agent market that money bags can sign mm-hmm. that the Orioles actually need. <laughs> so, get a
1: picture. <laughs> there's,
0: there, there's a couple. We're going to get that in a second, though. Irby, how about you? What are your thoughts on the Orioles finally finally being sold? Finally being sold, yeah. You know,
2: it. it you feel for the uh, diehard Angel fans who thought they had this last year at this time, only to find out their owner's like, nah, I'm going to keep them. Right. <laughs> keep doing this. So, yeah. It's, but you, the timing of it is fantastic, too. This, you know, the, the big losers here are everybody else in the East because, you know, what we saw being put together by the Orioles, this, this nice little youthful run, without any real backing or anybody real serious about improving this product, this was, you know, last year was year one of, what, maybe a three-, four-year window. But now that you, you potentially, hopefully, as an Orioles fan, are going to have someone that comes in and actually spends some money too, I, that, that is a great combination of, of, you know, when you've got youth that is performing and you can spend wisely on, on veteran talent, you can win, win when it matters. I don't want to say win a lot of games because the Orioles just won a lot of games. They just didn't win anything in October. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now it's time for that next step. And yeah, no, I mean, this is, this is great for them. If you've got the youth now, hopefully you get someone that doesn't mind making a couple smart splashes.
0: Well, that's going to be the key, right? Samantha, like, like, you know, all eyes are going to be on this group. Now, you know, just like when, when you, when anyone buys anything new, they want, they want to play with their new toy. Right. So there might be some lavish spending off the top, but, as they settle in, I think everyone's curious, is it going to be that smart targeted spending, or is it going to be very Mets-esque, and we're just going to throw money at everybody?
1: Yeah, it's hard to say. I, I think this is going to be a lot slower moving than a lot of people seem to think. Like, I highly doubt these guys are going to like, take the keys, walk in, and call Blake Snell. I would be very surprised if that happens. It's just really not how this kind of stuff works. Generally, but yeah, but that's the test, right? Because ultimately when they do get around to it and maybe we don't see a lot of movement before the season, in fact, I would be really, really surprised if we did. But do we see a lot of movement at the trade deadline, yeah. for example? Yeah. And then, of course, next off season as well. And that's where, you know, we get that question answered. Like, are you guys just going to, do the thing where, you know, you're just like making it rain or are you going to invest smartly? And one of the first things, if I'm the Orioles, like this is more what I think we will see at first from them is the extensions for the young players there. Uh-huh. That's I think you get your own house in order first when you move in. Yeah. So, you know, you got to unpack and organize <clears throat> the things that you do have. And then you worry about what's missing. What else do I need to decorate my new house?
0: That's a, that's a very good point. I mean, this was the top seed in the American League playoffs last year. So. Look how that worked out. <laughs> true. True. But at the end of the day, you know, you went over 100 games and you're bringing that team back. You don't have to reach for for some things. And, and I, I agree. Right. I, I think the trade deadline, yeah, I think the trade deadline, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's when you're really going to see this ownership start to flex its muscle is at the deadline. Because all of a sudden, the Orioles, when they were out on all these players because they couldn't add their salary, now they're going to be in all those players. And there's going to be a few of those available at the deadline, like there always is. Irby, anything you want to add here? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it,
2: I, I love – Samantha, you said that perfectly. Of, of, yeah, you need to take care of in-house first, and you've got some great stuff there because this is – Bo, to your point, this is not a 100-win team right now because that was – yes, they did do it last year. Great, awesome, pat yourself on the back. But that is with Boston and New York down. Oh, and I that is it, not yeah. going to be continuing. You know, and, and now, granted – you know, are we going to see Tampa Bay take a step back? I mean, Although I feel like we say that all the time, and they find ways to win. Uh-huh. Um, and Toronto as well. I mean, they're, they're a very, very difficult division. So the good thing is is you don't have to win 100 games to go on and win a World Series. So sure. that's why it will be I, – I, yes, this is – like I said, this is a great time for it to happen because it is an opportunity to potentially lock up some of the young talent. You're not going to get it all done. You don't have to do it right away because you do have those service years in your favor, but will they, you know, and like y'all said, yes, I agree. I don't see them coming in and signing Blake Snell. That would be amazing if like later to, to tonight or tomorrow morning, Blake Snell like, wow, and you all waste no time. Like, you know, I, again, don't think that's going to happen, but will they make some controlled splashes potentially this year and especially next year? Yeah, that that is a real
0: possibility. Yeah, no, yeah. So, Matthew, anything you want to add here?
1: Uh, Not something I think we need to get to in the weeds on or anything, but just it's a quick comment that this will probably help the Nationals as well uh, because we have that whole mess with the TV deal with Mazin. um, And I think, you know, you're going to see a divestment there as well, which will probably open up some options for the Nationals and allow them perhaps to be a little bit more profitable in that regard as well. So it probably helps out both of the D.C. area teams. Uh,
0: You know, I'm just waiting for the day that baseball just – Gives up on the regional sports networks and puts everything on MLB TV. I'm just waiting for that day, Samantha. That's that's it. That's it. That's all I'm waiting on. Needs to happen.
1: Yeah. I know they're worried about, like, the old people that love cable or whatever, which I think is fine. But, like, <laughs> I don't understand what was wrong with the original system we had when, when Fox had all the licensing. Mm-hmm. And then you just had MLB TV for out-of-market. Like, that worked fine. Why did we screw that up? I mean, I know why we screwed it up, but rhetorically, I just want (laughs) to keep screaming that. Like, we we had a a relatively good thing going here. So, I mean, ultimately, I don't think they're going to fully cord cut until, you know, the entire boomer generation dies off because they don't want to lose audience. Um, That would be a lot of money. A lot of money they would be walking away from, but they got to figure out something other than, well, you know, maybe it just comes down to you need to be the entity that owns the regional sports networks, not licensing it out to some company that might go bankrupt, might just go crazy with how they handle this stuff. Like you own them, you know, like, yeah, everybody still has a regional sports network and that's where you see your team on cable TV, but major league baseball owns it and retains the licensing for their own product, which they were foolish to part with in the first place.
0: Dropping those truth bombs. All right, moving on. Uh, I, I wanted to talk to you guys because you know, we've all mentioned Blake Snell at least a few times already in this show. You also have Montgomery sitting out there in the pitchers. you got two really good starting pitchers that are looking for massive contracts. But the calendar is, is quickly turning to February here, Samantha. Now, in the past, you know, typically... Teams at this point of the offseason, you're you're seeing five people sign for or invited to spring training as a non roster invite. Right? You're you're seeing contract extensions for for young players to, to buy out their arbitration. That's what you're seeing now in most off seasons, but here we are going into February and we've still got some big contract hunters out there.
1: Yeah, this is starting to get weird. Um, you know, I think we mentioned this last time we talked about it, that we had like one other year. Um, where this happened, but it was quite a while ago, and a lot of it had to do with things like fallout from the steroid scandal,
3: <laughs> right.
1: um, about people not being able to get jobs because teams didn't know what to do in terms of like what the PR would look like for people like that. So, I mean, we know it's a little bit of a moving target, right? There's not necessarily that much of a pattern to it. Every time somebody tries to explain this, you can just poke a bunch of holes and go, "No, that's not it." So we don't know, but it is awfully late. I, I will say that it is awfully late for you know as, as you. have rightly pointed out at this point usually you're talking about people way 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 down the list <laughs> yeah. you know or people who are injured you know mm-hmm. where you're trying to figure out could be a big game but somebody with a pretty serious injury or perhaps a suspension hanging over their head something like that where you can see why teams would be waiting till the last minute to figure out what to do but you know to have we have three superstars and, and a number of other significant players let's call them Mm-hmm. just sort of hanging out there. And, like, Monty is probably the easiest one to explain if you're thinking, oh, he wants to resign with Texas and we don't know really what's going on with the TV money there. But, like, at what point does he just have to sign?
3: Right. You know,
1: yeah. so if, even if that's what he's waiting on. And what on earth is going on with Snell and Bellinger? You know, like, this is crazy. Like, we're starting to get to the point. Like, like I said, there's pictures. Guys are packing. And, mm-hmm. like, people yeah. are packing their bags. Like, I got a couple weeks yet before the report date. But, like, man, wouldn't... Wouldn't it be good to know where you were going at this point? Like, it's weird. It's weird.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, not. not I mean, and let, let's also point out that, that, that like, there's some real life issues. You got to move your family for going to another team. Yeah, you got to get your yeah. kids in school. <laughs> yeah, you got to get a place to live. Like, there, there's real life implications, and you know, two weeks till report day. It's it's really cutting it close. So I, I don't. Irby, like maybe it's the the fallout from the collapse of the regional sports networks. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it is Montgomery just wanting to go back to Texas, or Blake Snell is waiting on his contract that Boris says he'll get. And don't ever don't wait, no one on this panel is going to be fooled. Uh, don't be fooled out there listening. Uh, Boris knows what to what to ask for with these guys. It's rare that he does that he missed his mark. I don't think he misses marker with Snell. Eventually, someone's going to pay him. So. Where are we at here? But we got two weeks to, to report day, and these are pitchers that we're talking about right now. So they they you know they really do have only two weeks.
2: Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, they, they, it's a little bit different there where you've got to start getting uh, ramped back up. But I it, it, the, the the Montgomery one, yes, that one's. I, I agree with you guys. That's the easiest one. If he really has told Boris, it's like I want whatever you got to do, get me in Texas and. Then this might be a money thing here that's slowly getting figured out. Don't know, but that doesn't explain the like snell stuff. And I unfortunately we've seen this. You know, this trend has been happening the last few years for this later and later and later because you know it. It it, and it it's the extremes are incredible. You know, because it seemed like for the last two years we had some big big signings in November, just boom boom here we go, and yeah right now here we are. It, it's like we take it's like we take January off and it's okay, get this done until, you know, a week before Christmas, and then we're not doing anything until February. So, I, you know, the, the, this is where the rumor mill gets a little out of control, too, because you start hearing, well, yep, nope, such and such is out on here. Well, they say they're out, then that probably means they're in and everything. And uh, so, yeah, I, yes, I would love to start seeing. The good thing is, is that this is not players that are going to end up not signing I think that's the the one fun thing about this is, is that th- we've got a handful, you guys mentioned that, a handful of players um, that are going to be on team, So we are going to see a kind of flurry of signings coming here pretty soon for some really good players. And to clarify for all our new listeners, when we say good players and superstar players, we were not talking about Tim Anderson. Uh, he was not one of those.
0: <laughs> I was waiting on one of you to get Tim Anderson in here. I was waiting, and I. So I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't called in. Check, check the board. if he called oh. in? to go, Guys, you talk talking about me.
3: No, Tim,
0: not uh, you. Ah, well, okay, Smith. Anything you want to add about Tim Anderson before before we move on to have a
1: little fun okay, like, today? Do we think Tim Anderson signs before the report date? Because, like, obviously he's going to sign somewhere at some point. Like, there, there was too much upside. I don't but, think like, so. I mean, I, that's what I think too. I, th- I think this is going to be like. a oh, signing. I think everybody's terrified of this. You know what? You know what? Tim Anderson. Tim
0: Anderson is is going to sign the second somebody has a big injury in their regular lineup, be, yeah. it, mm-hmm. be yes. it be it early March or early yep. June. The second somebody loses a player for six eight weeks, Tim Anderson is going to be signed.
1: That's yeah, and sign. for a lot less money than I'm sure what he's asking right now, because I'm sure that's a lot of a hang up too. You know, people don't want to commit to somebody who has been in this situation, <laughs> especially long term. So I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to win your deal because that's what he's going to get offered. So he may have to take what he can
0: oh, get. Yeah. If he waits till May, he's going to be prorated. So he's going to get the full league minimum. Ouch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's have a little fun besides, you know, making fun of Team Anderson. I mean, that is fun. But there's more fun to be had, Samantha. You perfectly brought up Truck Day earlier. Let's talk about Truck Day, uh, but let's have let, let's just have a little fun with it. Let's start here. What do you think are some unexpected items you might find on the truck? Right? Not not obviously not not the baseball equipment and you know chewing gum and bubble gum and all that other so Sunflower seeds. You know that's all a given. What do you think is on there that wouldn't necessarily be a given?
1: Well, I'm thinking, I mean, some of it is going to be, like, weird tech, right? Especially for the teams that invest more in that kind of stuff. Like, somebody's got one of those, like, Hyper Bear chamber things or yeah. whatever in the back uh-huh. of their track. Like, uh-huh. I guarantee it. And then there's also going to be somebody who, like, you remember the story about the Mets when Carlos Beltran had supposedly bought, like, a fog machine and a strobe light for their locker room? And then, I guess... It disappeared when um, Eunice Cespedes got cut. And, you know, the theory was that the the smoke machine had had gone um, back home with him to his ranch, which was hilarious. But it makes me wonder if there's other stuff like that where, like, some manager, especially a new manager, has, like, ideas. You know, like, I know, we're going to get a foosball table. Like, I know, let's get a slip and slide. Actually, no, not a slip and slide. One of the pitchers will get hurt. But, you know, weird things like that. Like, is somebody getting a karaoke machine? You know, all kinds of strange things that some guy thinks is going to be motivational for somebody. So I wonder about stuff like that. (laughs) <laughs> and then I also wonder about like stuff that is like highly specific to like an individual player.
3: Right.
1: So like whatever weird things, you know, like, I mean, mentioned the hyperbaric chamber, you know, there's so many players in this like weird shit like that, you know, like those right. kinds of things, yeah. or even like some guy that can't live without his whatever, you know, and is important enough to bring it along. Like, I don't know what that would be like, Hey, I'm uprooting my whole family, but I'm only taking van. Can you, you know, dig up my swing set we just had a conversation about moving a swing set in a u-haul like a week ago you guys <laughs> so like Fair. i don't know like maybe some weird kids toys in there maybe someone's motorcycle like you know Tito's scooter used to be in the back of the guardians truck you know it's like there's got to be some weird stuff like that where somebody who's like important enough to make weird demands has like a large item that they cannot live without for a couple of months
0: <laughs> i like it yes Oh, and I did forget about Tito's scooter. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Irby, how about you? What do you think? What do you think is weird items on the truck?
2: I well, the, the first one, and it's more of where is this at um, the 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 celebration sa- samurai headset? Did that go with Otani to the Dodgers, or does that stay with Ooh. the Angels? You know, where where is that? But continuing on Otani, I'm curious does does Otani's dog get his own truck? Um, the Doghouse and everything.
0: <laughs> would it be a truck, or would it be like like like? No, no, it had to be the truck, wouldn't it? I don't know. That's like a good question. So there's
2: that. There's that. And then the other one. And this this is this is actually kind of recent. Just came up um, this week. Uh, this This past weekend was, um, you know, we've been having all these fan fests and everything. This past weekend was Rangers fest, and they actually had a time period in there set aside. For Max Scherzer to read children's books to young children. And this is something new that I think I need more of. <laughs> I need to see that. That's Scherzer reading to young children. <laughs> How like, intense and, is that? <laughs> right? Like like I'd love to know. I mean I know he has he's three young daughters, and so this is not new for him. It's just I I yes, with the two different colored eyes and, and Max's intensity and everything. I can think of a handful of children's novels that I would love to hear him read. And are those on the Rangers truck? Because he's hurt right now, he's not pitching, so is Max working on his narrating skills.
0: <laughs> That'd be that would be quite the hilarious troll of the rookies to have child book reading time with the rookies at Rangers camp or throughout the season.
2: There you go. That's what that's what the young pitchers <laughs> spend time with Max. It's reading time, guys.
0: Reading time at Mad Max. I can, I can definitely see. I can definitely see him like, like it, it. Just I want actually. I want to see this. His intensity reading something like the little engine that could. I can just imagine uh, what, yes, what that would be.
3: I,
2: that's a good one. I I see Max as a Curious George guy. Uh, fair, I, I yeah. Definitely, definitely could see him reading a lot of Curious George, <laughs> the man in the yellow hat.
0: <laughs> oh man! All right. Anything else you th- you want to add to that list? I uh, no 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 though
2: no, no, that's 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 enough. Just the the book list to be a good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I I'm sure we are going to have a, a plethora of weird things that pop up at spring training. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, I have one that I want to add to this now. It, it's it's one of my favorite scenes from the greatest movie of all time, Major League Baseball or Major League Three: Back to the Miners. It's where they they're they're at they're at they're at practice and, and they've got this radar detector they got from the highway department that does not read anything below fifty-five and they put it on the junk baller and it errors out. Scott Backler comes in and says there's a problem. The catcher says, No, we got that from the highway department, and it doesn't go below fifty-five miles an hour, which is crazy that a junk baller can't even get up to there. I want that as a prank. Like I feel like every team should have a prank Radar detector that they could put on any picture they want to have some fun with. That's something I would do. That's something I would throw on the truck. So, Samantha, what about you though? What would you throw on the truck when you had a chance?
1: Hmm. Like, I mean, I I want to say a pool table, but then you have to level it. And like, it's probably cheaper to just buy one once you get there. You know, I don't know. I think, I feel like there's, if you have something lucky, that's like a large item at your stadium, you probably want to take that, right? Like is a vibe check to like mm-hmm. set the vibe. So if you have something lucky, or maybe it's a person, you know, like I don't know, and like also we need to discuss mascot transport because, like, does the mascot suit go on the truck?
2: Because well, I don't. I, I, I mean, or do you have the mascot
0: driving the truck?
1: That would be interesting. That would be illegal.
0: Um, I mean, w- would you be able to see everything through some of those costumes? Yeah,
1: I'm gonna <laughs> guess that's not legal. Um, but yeah, I mean, or do you just put the whole mascot back there? It's like, listen, man, like this is good prep. Like being inside that suit when it's a hundred degrees in July and like, you know, smell horrible because those suits are disgusting and yeah. it's hot out and small children are like spilling lemonade and nacho cheese on you and everything. Like, you know, you could acclimate by riding in the back of the truck in the suit for three days. So maybe we'll use it as a kind of mascot swing training.
0: How have we not had some sort of like a bacterial outbreak because of these mascot suits? I'm really curious.
1: I don't believe for a second that we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I just think we don't know about Wish it. Wish I hadn't heard about it? <laughs> I like. I look at those things, was, and I'm like, I wonder if that has bed bugs in it. I don't think we should touch that thing. Yeah. Like, and they smell so bad. Like, I just, oh my gosh, it's so gross. I, the people who are inside those things are like the real heroes because I would never make it.
2: <laughs> was it was it 2019 the the hand foot mouth disease outbreak? That's
1: yeah. was that the Brewers, Yankees mostly? <laughs> Yankees. Yeah, that was. In <laughs> okay, the mess. Started with the mascots. <laughs> so.
0: You may have. It may have the mascot might be patient zero. That's possible. Irby, how about you? What would you add to the truck?
3: Um, oh golly,
2: I, I'm assuming they've got their own spas there because I would love to have a you know customized spa that to bring to spring training. You know, be that guy, be that veteran that has his own spa that he does in between. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 the lucky charmed one. Yeah, some kind of. Unnecessarily lucky charm, um, or that, or, or be the one that messes with the rookies, and and uh, you know story time was that or something else just to mess
0: with the rookies because that, that's definitely half the fun. <laughs> what about some sort of a mobile axe throwing thing? That could be fun. You, yeah, you've they got exist. That, I, I've <laughs> seen them. I've seen them. They look interesting, dangerous, but interesting.
1: No, a pitcher would get hurt.
2: Just looking at it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, well, we're, no, we're not. We'll never get around to like. But one of them's going to get hurt trying to open the door of it or something. We'll never get to the actual axe.
0: But maybe we can find out yeah. if, if if a pitcher like Greg Maddox is as accurate with an axe as he is with a baseball. That could be a fun show. I'm just going to go right, ahead and then and one of the other ones is <laughs> going
1: to walk into the path of it and get uh-huh. hit by an axe. <laughs>
0: Oh man, this went dark real fast. Okay, all right. <laughs> Anything else on Truck Day, guys? Before we move to the NFL for a little bit, i no, just excited that it's around the corner. It is, in fact, very, very close. In fact, I was actually looking at my current bubblegum supply, and it is a little bit lacking. So I'm gonna have to make a trip to I'm gonna have to make a trip to Costco. Give me a big thing of uh, bubblegum. You're ready for the season that and that and sunflower seeds I've gotta have those things, otherwise, I can't watch baseball.
1: if you're new here, this show there's an eternal mystery about how he has teeth. <laughs> I brushed It's twice totally the- normal, but like you'd never know it, but like choose gum like in a way that like I can't believe you have teeth. Um, <laughs> it's a medical miracle
0: <laughs> all right. NFL talk. Uh, Let's start here. So obviously uh, we we had championship weekend uh, a few days ago and uh, there was some questions made uh, both during the game and pretty much every second of every day since the NFC championship game. Samantha, of course I'm talking about the lions and going for it twice when they could have kicked field goals twice. So we're not going to rehash that because good Lord, everyone else has done that. Uh, I did want to ask you, though, like, like, who would you rather have? Would you rather have the gambler or would you rather have someone who's a little bit more careful in situations like that, just in terms of a, tr- a true coaching philosophy?
1: Oh, I can't answer that without specifics. Sorry, this wasn't the question I thought I was getting. Um, but, yeah, I can't. I don't think I can answer that. Okay, well, let I, I don't think then. anyone should answer that to be honest, because like, how could you possibly know that without knowing the other circumstances? So okay. <laughs> you, you would need to know what kind of team you had and everything. So I don't think, to me, it's not a philosophical question of would you rather have this or would you rather have this. It's, to me, the philosophical question on the table is, do you keep coaching the way you've always coached? Like, this is the thing. Like, I'm big mad about this, if you guys can't already tell. So, like, I am incensed. All right. The idea that you would change your coaching philosophy in the postseason is the most insane thing I've ever heard. Like, I cannot believe people thought Dan Campbell would do something different. It doesn't make any sense. His whole thing is... I believe in my guys. I trust you to get this done. Uh How do you think the players would feel if all of a sudden in the postseason, it's like, no, 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 no. We're going to play a completely different brand of football here. Like, you can't do that. Like, that's nuts. And all of this and every idiot on the Internet now knows the phrase take the points and it's like, you can't, like, I one of my colleagues was saying, like, yeah, yelling, take the points in a situation like this is basically like standing in the middle of a crowded room and yelling math. Like, yeah, like, this is moronic. Like, yeah, you're a genius. You sitting at home on your couch, I am sure would have coached this better. Right. Because you're the guy who got them there. Right. How did they get there? You dance with the one that brung you. Like, this is how this works, man. You live by the sword. You die by the sword. Like, I cannot believe people think the answer is like, oh, well, now that you're in the postseason, you should do something totally different. If you've accepted that your team functions well, that your coach functions well under a gambler's philosophy, and it's not right for every team to, to, I guess, come back to your original point. No, that's that's not the right choice all the time. But if that's what you're rolling with, you dance with the one that brought you. You don't ask him to go and be somebody else. Like, you wanted to come become Kyle Shanahan, like – what, so it's because he's playing Kyle Shanahan? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, I can't believe people are continuing mm-hmm. to try to relitigate this. Like, I, t- it's just absolutely insane to me. Like, no, the guy I want is the guy who got me there. I don't care if he's a gambler. I don't care if he's conservative. If he got me there
3: uh-huh.
1: and he's the one who made my team into something that performed so well that it got all the way to the NFC championship, then I want that guy to keep doing whatever he's doing. I am willing to accept that sooner or later, it might not work as well. But I just can't get past the whole, yeah, and if it had worked, he'd be a genius. And because it didn't work, all of a sudden he should change his entire coaching philosophy or even tweak it. Like, I just think this is, like, moronic.
0: There it is, by the way, uh, lollygaggers. That's the first Mike Gundy of
3: 2024. For me. I'm a man.
0: I'm 40. <laughs> it goes to Samantha. No, honestly, like, did you actually turn me around in that in that in that rant? Because I was questioning, you know, kicking it twice. In fact, we even a couple of times on Sunday we were like, okay, yeah, <laughs> you know. But I hadn't really thought of it in the way that you just presented. Of you go with you go with the horse that brought you, and I, I really had nothing I could add to that. Like, well done, you, you completely turned me around on this, Irby. Any thoughts here?
2: Well, yeah i'm gonna start off by saying i am the guy that just stood in the crowded room and yelled math before, but that that's, that's not a shock. <laughs>
3: um
2: i look th- th- i'm I, I will side on the exact same side i driving me absolutely bananas how many people are going after him and it, because these are the people that are going after him, that would be the first ones to high five him and handshake him had it worked it didn't work Sunday. Uh-huh. okay it's a survey the sport that you bring the, the, the you know the the date that you brought to the dance and so you dance with Okay, you're here because of this philosophy. You're here because of this strategy. Mm-hmm. We had this exact same conversation a week ago. Where we were talking about Josh Allen. Yes, with Josh Allen, sometimes you get the bad with the good. But as long as the good is far outweighing the bad, you accept it. Okay, it's the same thing here. It's, a, it's a, 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 Not the same. It's a similar thing here of the philosophy of Dan Campbell. He made – this isn't like Dan was quiet, and didn't tell us what he was going to do. He made it very obvious what he's going to do. And I, I even love the, the, I mean, the, these these going for it on fourth down instead of kicking those field goals. There was no hesitation. As far as we could see, there was no hesitation. It's like, no, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. Um, and and I, I, I'll give credit to Greg Olson called it as well. He's just talking about the play calling on third down. When you know what you're going to do. You, you know you're going to go for it all four times. It makes it easier because third down is no longer third down. It's more like second down. Because you know, okay, i got five yards to get on third five. No, we have five yards to get in two plays. And it changes the philosophy. It changes the mindset. So I love it. I absolutely love it. Is there, you know, if anything, if anything that comes out of learning for this from Campbell, this is maybe, maybe there's something of a pause. Or maybe there's a a wisdom that comes out of this that like, okay, I'm not changing my philosophy. We're going into battle. We're going into next season the exact same way. But I need to rethink these situations because maybe there is an opportunity where I should take the three over the six or continue going for six. Okay, if that might be the lesson that he gets out of here. It's not going to be, oh, yeah, I absolutely should have kicked it. Because we've seen plenty, plenty of opportunities where teams have lined up. like, okay, well, y'all need to go ahead and kick it. And then the kicker misses, and now you've completely screwed yourself. Uh-huh. So no, I, I have no problem with the philosophy because it is exactly what you've done the whole season. Um, it's <laughs> it is humorous in a sad, humorous way to think. I, I can you imagine Dan getting in there for the game? All right, guys, you know what? We've been go 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 go. We're gonna pause this week. We're gonna we're gonna tap the brakes this week, and we're gonna be really cautious. No, you do what you've been doing. Okay. It didn't work. So be—I mean, that—that that is sports. Uh-huh. It's the exact same thing with play calling. On a third down and eight, okay, we're calling this play. Did it work? Nope, didn't work. Now we're punting, or maybe we turn the ball over. That—that that, that is football. You—you you, you know, it's we're going to set up in this offense. We're going to set up in this defense. This is the best guess. This is the best analytical approach of what we're going to do. It's not just in football. We see it in baseball. This is the pitch that I'm going to throw. I'm going to be as a batter. I'm going to be thinking about this pitch. You understand the situation and 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 it's do what you think is best. Does it work all the time? Hell no. If it did, we wouldn't be watching. There'd be no point. Uh-huh. But we want to see. That's what we want to see. Is we want to see. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do what we do best against what you do best. And that's why pure sports fans. And I, and I say that because I know this crew is that way. We don't wish injuries. No, I love when my team is full strength playing your team in full strength Yep. because there's no excuses or anything. It's, no, we're going to do our best, you're going to do your best, and let's see who wins in the end. That's fun. When it's your team in the moment, not so much fun. You're freaking out and everything, but it's a lot of fun to watch it afterwards. You know, I, you guys probably laughing at me on Sunday. I was freaking out the whole first half. Yeah, I, it was ridiculous, but. You know what? I, on Monday, I watched the second half all over again. It was a lot easier to watch. It was a lot more fun to watch knowing what's going to happen. <laughs> but That was great because it was two Titans. It was two good teams putting out what they have best going head-to-head. And on that day, on Sunday, what San Francisco had to offer was better. Okay? So what do you do? You move on. You moved on. Great. Awesome. We know about that. So what do you do as Dan Campbell? You lick your wounds. You look at what didn't work, and you learn from it. You don't change everything. You don't. You don't question. Well, we should have done that. We should have done this. You can play the should game all you want. It's not going to fix anything. You lost. No matter what you think about what it, you lost that day. Okay. Because there are days where you would have done the same philosophy, the same approach, and you win. Okay. So if it's that close, you don't change your philosophy. Do you maybe change a couple of decisions here and there? Possibly. But you there's no way to know that because that comes in the moment and I, I'm an analytical minded. I, I love the analytics. I love stats. I love bringing numbers into it because it makes sense numbers don't lie. We can make them lie for you, but they don't lie they're, they're facts. It's what's really happening. But with that said, I've played enough sports to know there are moments when you look at it saying, go for it here right now it's a thirty percent 30 percent success rate. okay well in this moment. The way we're playing, the momentum we have, we're going for it. Because 30% is not zero. There's a reason it's 30, because it works three times out of ten. And so maybe that's the moment. And that's what I love about Dan Campbell is is that he's not afraid of that moment of going, yep, the the, the, the smart play is to kick this field goal. But the way we're moving, the momentum we have, and what we need right now, we're going for it. Because he knows exactly what happens on that, and players love that.
1: Samantha, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, a couple of things. Um, first of all, Arby, I think you made a really good point. You can't assume you're going to make the field goal. And if you mm-hmm. miss that mm-hmm. field goal, the same people who are saying you should have kicked the field goal would be saying you should have gone for it. So, you know, you can't coach to every troll out there who's going to second guess you. <laughs> um also, another thing that I think is important to point out is that from an analytics standpoint, the when they went for it the first time, that actually was the correct decision by the numbers. So you can't really say, oh, he did it twice as though he's not learning anything or he made this mistake two times because the first time when they went for it, guess what? The math said they should. So that's an important distinction that I think needs to be made as well. Also, look, nobody's saying you can't criticize Dan Campbell. You could say, hey, I hate this philosophy. That's okay. You know, like, Bo, you said, you know, we were talking about this on Sunday, or I talked to you about this as well. And I think we all kind of agreed that we wouldn't necessarily approach a game this way, right? But we're not Dan Campbell. We're not the coach of the Detroit Lions. We didn't get somebody to the NFC Championship. So I think that if you want to make a fair criticism of Dan Campbell, I think you could talk a lot about the way the clock was managed
3: Mm -hmm. in the last Mm -hmm
1: three or four minutes of the game. It was bad. It was bad, and it had nothing to do with gambler's philosophy. It was just poorly executed. So if you want to point back to something that they need to do better, that they need to do differently, it's that. This isn't on that list. Yeah, yeah, and
0: if you are going to get critical, just let's stop short of saying he should be fired, because I saw way too much mm-hmm. of that. So way- oh, I
1: never even saw God, I never even saw that. Oh,
0: wow. I did. I saw. Hey, I saw way hmm. too much of that. And this is why I don't follow fans. Yeah. If if you, if you can't if you can't recognize that this team as a, the players gained a lot of experience this year and are going to be better next year because of that experience will be better in some situations in the playoffs than they were this year. And the same goes for Dan Campbell, who coached his first NFC championship game and. I bet you if you ask him, he'd probably tell you a few things that he would that he would like to go back and do, and do differently. Those are things he's going to learn from. He's going to be better next year. This is a Lions team that's just getting started. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. let's 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 pump the brakes. Say what you will. Everyone everyone's got an opinion on what happened on Sunday, uh, but at the end of the day, you know that was a Lions team that, in my opinion, got there a year early and almost did it. They almost pulled it off. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, uh, moving on. One more thing before we get into the time capsule. I, I wanted to ask you guys because now it's it's pretty obvious that Bill Belichick is not going to be coaching this year, which is a little surprising for me. I thought for sure that somebody he was that he was going to find a fit somewhere, and I'm still I'm still going to troll Atlanta for not pulling that trigger because um, they, they he was clearly interested, went twice. If you're you're a franchise like the Falcons that hasn't won anything, uh, maybe it's a good idea to go ahead and give Belichick a little bit more control than you normally would give any other head coach because he's won six championships. But that's just my opinion. Uh, That being said, what do you think he's going to do, Samantha? What what do you think Belichick's going to spend the next year doing?
1: Lurking at Chick-fil-A in Atlanta? Um, Nice. Like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> menacingly. Um, yeah, no, I, for the record, just, I completely agree with you on that. I think that's insane. I mean, I guess it's possible he turned it down. I mean, I think it's likely he turned it down, but probably the reason that happened is because they wouldn't give him enough control. And I'm right. like, you yeah. are a garbage franchise that can't do anything, right? Like, I think that maybe you should try. Maybe you should try Bill Belichick. Like, I just, oh, uh, I know it's more complicated than that, but in a way, it's not. It's just not. It's really not. <laughs> <laughs> so, I... <laughs> do you want to win or not? Um, but, yeah, Bill's got to find something else to do, right? So, so yeah, he could take a booth job. I don't know if I really think he'll do that. I don't even know if I think he would be that good in the booth. Um, I think he would, be a, he would certainly be more effusive than what we're used to, but I'm, I'm not sure he belongs there. So, like, you know, I want him to, like, make up a great story about him and his husky, like, sailing around the world in a balloon. There you go. But, I mean, realistically, you know Bill Bells going to be, like, grinding, like, Army-Navy tape. Preparing for the next whatever it
3: is,
1: (laughs) you know, waiting for Nick Sirianni to get fired, waiting for Sean McDermott to get fired, you know, like whatever it ends up being, like waiting to push Todd Bowles, uh, you know, off the edge of something so that he can go take the Tampa Bay job. I don't know, but like, yeah, I mean, I would like to think of him as like having weird travel adventures with his husky, which I'm pretty sure is actually Linda's husky. But look, that you know, we're, we're working a narrative here, so bear with me, Bill Husky. Grand tour around the world. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm really hung up on the grand tour stuff because this is what I'm working on for my. I'm working on my PhD right now. For anyone who didn't know, and I'm, I'm working on a lot of art from the grand tour. Nice. Um, so I'm really hung up on this concept, <laughs> and I am like just picturing Bill like going around and having like a traditional grand tour, the way that one did in like the eight, the late 18th century. You know, where a young gentlemen would go. And uh, you know, see the world, and, and paint, and you know, get drunk in other countries. Like you know, Bill was like too busy grinding tape to do that when when he was a young man. So, you know, maybe now he can take the the grand tour. You know, go see the sights.
0: You know, you know what's you know what's funny about this, Samantha, is, is I had a similar thought of Belichick here, <laughs> uh, <you> really? <laughs> but, but mine but mine was more of the he's going to go, he's going to spend a year drinking nothing but wine, like he's going to go <laughs> he's, he's going to hit France. He's going to have all the wines and and, and the breads and the cheeses that France has to offer. And then he's going to come to California and turn his nose up at Napa Valley and say, well, you're not. I was just in France. This isn't. Can you see Belichick doing that? Be very critical of every every winery he stopped at in Napa because he had better in France. Oh, God. Yes.
1: I mean, this is like the whole if. If he's not from the fiancé region of France, he's just your sparkling boyfriend. Yes. Um, like, that's Belichick, right? He's totally the guy who, like, you know how, you know, the the country of France will come after you if you label something champagne, if it's not from the champagne region of France. Right. I could see Belichick, like, just turning up his nose at, like, something from Napa. And it's like, <laughs> it's a swell. like. <laughs> 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 and then the husky would also make a gesture of disgust, yes, like mimicking his dad as he looked down disdainfully at his water bowl. Oh, 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 no! Amazing. No, even yeah.
0: even better, even better. A dog that turned down a piece of cheese because it was not par. It was not
1: up to par. Bad. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, yeah. This is not French <laughs> cheese. Yeah, that's weird. Or a pastry. What about our a pastry? Like that. <laughs> that is not a croissant. That's a croissant. Like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what is this processed garbage yeah,
1: <laughs> this is it's, not it's cheese like horrible croissants at Starbucks that are like all squishy and like melted together it's not a croissant <laughs> <laughs> so disgusting uh, 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 that's no. so perfect <laughs> <laughs> I need to see this like a a
0: TV show, like right, like 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 going around with Bill and his gap here should be a TV show so we can all watch it and see what he does. It
1: would be be an amazing Food Network show. It would be awesome. He just looks disgusted. Like half the time he looks delighted. Like the part in France is like the happy part, and then the show turns super dark, and he's just absolutely disgusted when he goes to Napa Valley. (laughs)
0: Oh man, yeah. Oh God, like (laughs) him him and Gordon Ramsay getting into an argument like he used to get into with Tom Brady. (laughs) Come on. Amazing!
1: He throws a headset. He throws the wine glass. (laughs) This is
0: this is a Merlot. (laughs) I asked for a cab saw, you prick. (laughs) (laughs) It's not champagne. It's sparkling wine. So you get this from a box? I can see it. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Oh my
1: god, (laughs) Francia (laughs) box wine. I can see it.
0: Oh boy, Irby! I'm sorry you got to follow that act. But what do you think Belichick's going to do? Well, yeah, no, I mean this
2: is that was great. I was enjoying that. I, I, I kind of feel like I'm going to get a cab here in a little bit now. That was fantastic. Well done. Um, and and I can see all of that. And so I'll go a little bit different. Um, I, I Bill, I, I kind of the same with the history. I can see him with the same traveling, but traveling to. Like famous battlegrounds, like Thermopylae in Greece, or, or or somewhere in Rome, and you know, I mean, even 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 find out later on that Bill was like a big J.R.R. Tolkien fan, and he's in New Zealand walking the uh, Pelennor Fields, something like that. I, I could see. Oh, and, and all
1: that, th- yeah, no, that's great. Or like I'm um, following like the course, like the Aeneid, like yeah. <laughs> following yes. a story. And following okay. it
2: and actually walking it. And, and, and I mean, and wouldn't even be shocked if suddenly in the middle of all that, we have a picture of him and his husky up on like Mount Everest. I'm just, Oh, to build this <laughs> to hike Mount Everest. Like no big deal. I need the caption.
1: Like, What's the, the, the caption? Arctic, the Arctic sub station, <laughs> you know, like he could trace those routes from like all those explorers who like disappeared trying to find the South pole or whatever.
3: <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: I got yeah. South pole,
2: no big deal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: He can he can send
0: a picture. He can send a picture of the dog into NFL Network for draft day. So instead of instead of it being at the desk, it's on you know it's on some mountain range somewhere.
1: Yes, yes, or the yeah from somewhere weird like the Arctic Sun Station would be like perfect. It's a husky. The, the dog would be okay
3: there.
2: Um. <laughs> Bill would <laughs> probably still be in a short sleeve sweatshirt. Oh yeah!
1: Oh, definitely. <laughs>
2: Absolutely, yeah. yeah.
0: Not going to change anything with that. <laughs> <laughs> With that same
2: miserable look where everybody that knows him's like, oh, look at him smile. Yep, that's him
0: smiling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, Any, anything else here on Belichick's gap year before we hop into the time capsule? Nobody? Okay. All right. Well. <clears throat> quick reminder to those that are new to the program this is what we call our time capsule the only stipulation is the year has to fall between the years 1980 and 2010 we pick a sporting something in sports that happened in a particular year and we talk about the pop culture of that year samantha anything i need to add to that did that did that hit on the notes
1: i believe so yes yes we are you know, guessing it, trying to guess at all of the sporting events, I uh, guess at some pop culture. Uh, what I guess I would add a note that the reason we picked those years is because it needed to be something that was like not too recent where it would be too easy to guess, but it can't be so old that like, we're not old enough to have like a fighting chance of figuring it out, which is probably going to come up uh, <laughs> with some of the years that we're going to have to do sooner or later. But we're, we're you know, we're not going back to the 1940s or anything. Mm. Or the, even the 1970s. Like, I I gotta
0: be very lost. I got, a, <laughs> I got a feeling it's on the sooner we're gonna we're gonna test the limits of our range on the All time right, capsule tonight. So, in the year nineteen eighty, an interesting thing happened. The Philadelphia Phillies beat the Royals four to two to win their first World Series in club history ninety seven year drought. For that franchise, so they win the World Series in 1980 over the Royals four to two. So that's baseball. You guys want to take a stab at the Super Bowl in 1980? Uh, 1980.
2: So this is still the 70s seasons.
0: 79, yes.
2: Uh, 79. So I, I mean, the easy guess there is sticking with Pittsburgh.
0: Correct. Who they beat? <laughs> Nope, I got Sammany gotta guess. We, we
1: were I don't know, man. We were not like sentient beings um in nineteen eighty eight so I don't know uh, like who was actually, that? actually none of us were alive during the nineteen eighty super Bowl. that's correct, yeah, no yeah. no one here was <laughs> old yes. <laughs>
0: So, That's why this is going to be fun. I'm yeah, sorry I wasn't there. Um, <laughs> it wasn't Dallas. I don't even have a good guess. About
1: that. Like, I was trying to think. The other team that I was thinking of was the Raiders, but it can't be that if it's Pittsburgh. So okay. is it? The, I don't uh, even know who else would have been good around oh, that time. The Rams were good, too. There it is. Oh, uh, it might be the Rams. There it there is. Irby? Really? Well done. Okay.
0: Steelers, Steelers over the Rams. I'm going to go ahead and see if you guys You're can here. guess. The MVP um, you, It's very guessable here for you guys. MVP of the Super Bowl from the Steelers.
1: Franco Harris, no, guessable we'll Bradshaw. Probably. There it is, Jerry Bradshaw. Jerry
2: Bradshaw. Jerry Bradshaw. <laughs> <laughs> i it back know. Just go with the quarterback.
0: <laughs> All right. How about the NBA? You guys want to take a stab at the NBA Finals in 1980? Lakers. And It was the Celtics. Lakers. There you go. But, but they, <laughs> but, but they did not beat the, the Lakers. Did not beat the Celtics. Anybody, any idea who um, they beat?
2: Who else was good
0: at that time?
2: Um, oh, um, um,
0: Bill Russell's team. Um, 76ers? There it is. The Lakers over the Sixers. Four, games, four games. Boy, they went a long way from uh, Bill Russell to, uh, man, we talking about practice. We went a long way. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I'm, I'm fully expecting no one to know this, but I'm going to try it anyway. How about the Stanley Cup Finals? Canadian team. No American team. American team. There you go. <laughs> it wasn't fact. Right, it. it was in fact two American teams in the Stanley Cup Finals this year.
1: Um, Rangers, Flyers, Penguins.
0: Well, you guess the you guess the losing team there, Samantha. The, it was the Islanders over the Flyers in the Stanley Cup sure Finals that year.
1: Awesome. Sure
2: okay. Wonderful. So Philly Great. did win something. They they kept losing, they, what they lost basketball. They lost hockey. They finally won baseball.
0: Yeah, they finally won baseball. Snapped one heck of a drought too. All right. So uh, this is where this this is what this one's going to be very fun um, and interesting and. Why not? Because the NCAA March Madness had an additional wrinkle to it up until 1981. So this is the 1980 NCAA March Madness. We'll get to that in a second, but do you guys have a guess on the national championship that year? It was very chalky.
1: Duke.
0: Okay, this is before Duke. <laughs>
1: UNC. <laughs> I don't know. How would I
0: know? <laughs> Again, not a <alive>. lie. <laughs> <laughs> you got any guesses here? <laughs> uh, you were almost born. UCLA. You could hear. You could hear in the womb at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, Irby. What was that? UCLA. That's the loser. Who, who, who beat
2: them? Oh man, that's
0: all I really had. Uh, they were the two seed that year. Who else is chalky back then? Uh, I will say that this is a program that will go years with, uh, of being irrelevant, and then they'll just show up in a big way. This year? You know? No. <laughs> kind, not, same kind, kind of the same vein, but no. <laughs> years of relevant, and then North Carolina? No. North Carolina has – they're not relevant for I as long. <laughs> um, conference. What is it? All right. I don't even know. I actually don't know what conference they're in anymore.
2: It's weird thing we change conferences every year. Yeah, every year.
0: I don't even know what conference they're in anymore. But I, I will say this, that they, they, uh, they uh, are rivals. Their interstate rival is Kentucky. Oh, Louisville. There you go. Thought that would get it, yeah. Louisville, or UCLA. Now, I'm not going to ask you guys to guess this one because this, that would just that would just be rude of me. Uh, but back in 1980, the NCAA had a match between the final four losers for national for the for the national third place designation. So they did like the Olympics for the bronze, and they did that until 1981. And this year, in 1980. Purdue beat Iowa to become the national third place team.
1: I don't hate that. I wonder if they
0: have shirts. National third place. (laughs) We're mediocre. We're (laughs) mediocre. (laughs) (laughs) Or can have like bronze counts, you know, something like that.
1: It seems less stupid to me than the NIT. Put that I
0: agree. thank you. I agree with that. Yeah, I'm actually a little, I'm actually a little bum. They got rid of it in
1: 1981. Me too. Yeah, I like it. A little bum on that.
0: that one. All right. Um, how about NCAA football, guys? Any any guesses here? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Early name. No. 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 Oh. So. Uh. uh. <sighs> All right. I hope, yeah. I hope you out here. We'll, we'll we'll save the guessing for the the movies and the uh, and the songs because there's gonna be a lot of that. Um, the 1980 Sugar Bowl featured Alabama and Arkansas. Alabama one-handedly over Arkansas to secure. I forgot what number championship that was for them, but it was a lot. <laughs> so they won a championship again that year. Uh, Irby, this one's for you. Where were the Olympic, the Winter Olympics held in nineteen eighty? Lake Placid. Lake Placid, very there was a good hockey
2: game. That was that big one. There was a big
0: one in that one. There was a big one in that one. Um, how about the Summer Games?
2: The Summer Games were in Moscow.
0: Uh huh.
2: U.S. and uh, the Soviets really didn't get along back in nineteen
0: eighty. They they really really didn't, and it and it carried over and in, into sports. Um, more on that in a second. So, some key things that happened in the year, and I'm actually going to go chronological because there was, there was some fun. Uh, on January 29th, 1980, the Rubik's Cube was introduced in Great Britain. No word on how long it took somebody to actually solve it, but January 29th, 1980, it was released.
1: Why do people buy those?
0: I have no idea. Why is that fun? Someone explain this. It looks more. It's it's more frustrating than. I mean, I've tried. We've all tried it, but it's it's more frustrating. You just want to throw the thing. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, On March twenty first, Irby, you mentioned uh, that the U.S. and the U.S.S.R. were not great pals. Then Uh, it was on March twenty first that the U.S. announced it was boycotting the nineteen eighty Summer Games because of Russia's invasion of Afghanistan. For you science, yep. for you for you science, science enthusiasts, I could say that word. Science enthusiasts, May eighteenth, and this is this is actually something that I've watched multiple documentaries on, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Uh, Mount St. Helens absolutely exploded, May eighth, May eighteenth, nineteen eighty. I did
1: not know that. Really, more of a Pompeii guy myself, but um, you know Mount Vesuvius. Fair enough. Fair.
2: Fair you Belichick
0: will be there, too. Cool. <laughs> if you're interested, there there is a documentary on it that, that actually has video of the explosion and the, and the eruption and all that. It's, it's quite compelling. Uh, May 22nd, Pac-Man was released in Japan. Wow. <laughs> May 22nd, 1980. This one surprised me. I thought this was much later in the 80s. Uh, June 1st, 1980. CNN debuts as the first 24-hour cable news network. I really thought that was, like, late 80s, not June 1st, 1980.
1: I don't know when I became aware of that, but, like, I don't know. My parents didn't watch it, so I don't know. I think I thought that showed up in the 90s. I actually have no idea. Turns out I share a birthday with it. Weird. June 1st, right? Is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you do actually share a birthday with CNN. Look at
1: that. That's so weird. Ugh not crazy about that. I, yeah, I was, really, I was, I like, was, right. how does it's that make
0: better?
1: you feel? <laughs> uh, and I'm like, I don't want a good birthday for that. Like every time you look up the baseball player's born on your birthday, I just get like Derek Lowe. Very disappointing. You know, it's not, it's not a great day for like monumental things, but. Oh. Okay. But yeah, I agree with you. I thought CNN came much mm-hmm. later. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah.
0: And, and those of you that missed that June 1st, uh, Lolly gagger Samantha Button was born in 1980. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, November 21st saw one of the first truly, um, cultural phenomenons. I like if if the internet was around, it would have gone viral in 1980, November 21st, TV ratings went through the roof as America tuned in to find out who shot Jr. in the show Dallas, (laughs) November 21st, (laughs) 1980. That's hilarious. (laughs) All right. So, that leaves us with the top ten songs from 1980 and the top ten movies from 1980. Are we going with movies first, guys?
1: Well, I think we definitely need to do movies first for this one. (laughs) Especially because, I will be honest, I have a guess for what I think might be the number one movie this year. I don't have a clue for the song, so... I would like to. I want a dark dirt. <laughs> All I right. You sure have
2: really only one good guess of movies and no clue in songs. So this is going to be fun. You know,
0: you know the, the the movies in here are movies I know. Uh, I just didn't know that they were this old. <laughs> so yeah, this That'd will be, be good to put in the mindset. Yeah, this this will be fine. This will be fine. All right. Any guesses to kick us off before I start giving you guys can I, hints?
1: Can I give you my, my one that I think might be number one? Sure can. Is it Empire Strikes Back?
0: Oh, right out of the yeah.
1: gate. I got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. And guess what's inside it? <laughs> Man. Did I just quit now? It's all
0: downhill from now. <laughs> all downhill from here. All right. Um.
2: Okay, so that was also my guess. Well, I knew that one too, but that was the only one I had as well.
0: (laughs) No surprise, other movie. (laughs) Okay, so um, the rest of the top ten involves. Let's see, you've got one biopic in here. You have one really awful sequel. Um, You do have one of the one of the uh, one of the first. uh, skits from Saturday Night Live turned into a movie. That was in 1980. Um, Caddyshack. Um, ooh, ooh, ca-
1: that's a good guess.
0: Very good guess, but Caddyshack checked in at 16. Hey, that's um, where I live. That was a, <laughs> it's actually true. That is where you live. <laughs> oh, there, wait a minute. It's a like that Nightmare
1: wasn't... on Elm Street, Friday the 13th type
0: of deals. Not in the top ten. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Friday the thirteenth, oh god, this is the original Friday the thirteenth, too. Checked in at seventeen. Oh. Ooh. The original Friday the thirteenth. I thought they were older than that. I guess not. I did too.
2: <laughs> I guess wow. Bo, okay, bro. Bo, did I get that wrong? Like this, you were making the point, like this Caddyshack wasn't a thing on Saturday Night Live. It just had Saturday Night Live. It had like,
0: actors, yeah, from Saturday Night Live. But there but there was there there is one in here uh that was that was started as a Saturday Night Live skit. With that, with uh, the one, I think it was actually one of the original years, one of the first years. But I could be wrong on that.
1: I have no idea what that would be. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Is it the same people that were in
1: Caddyshack, or is
2: it someone else from?
0: No, no. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it's not people that were in Caddyshack.
2: So that would be. I'm thinking. Oh.
1: Uh,
0: Blues Brothers. There it is. The Blues Brothers checks in at number nine. <laughs> no
1: idea that exists. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, very good. Number nine, the Blues Brothers. All right, that's okay. So that's this. That's this SNL skit. Um, any idea on the biopic? That's number seven. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys some really big hints. Otherwise, we'll be here all night. Um, okay. n- number seven biopic is about a country music star.
1: Um, is it about Johnny Cash?
0: It is not.
1: Is it about William Williams? No. I'm just naming... I I'm just naming country stars. Willie Nelson. I don't know who are old. It is It
0: uh-huh. is. It is a very popular female country music star that actually uh, just passed recently. Within the last year or two. Yeah, no idea. Irby? Uh,
2: don't tell my wife I don't know this. <laughs> um...
0: <laughs> no okay alright we'll come back to that we'll see if maybe we can jog memory let's start at number two N- number two was the latest in a series of movies involving two very popular comics of this time period two very popular comics one of which did a lot of Mel no brooks movies gene walter okay that's that's one half which comic did Gene Wilder do a lot of movies with? Richard Pryor. Very good. Now, which one was it? Silver Streak. It was not Silver Streak. Uh, dang it!
1: <laughs> yeah, now I'm reading. I only know Willy really Wonka. That's the only Gene Wilder movie I know. So.
0: <laughs> this is actually um, so. This is actually my favorite of of the Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor films. Um,
2: Gene wasn't in Brewster's Millions. Correct. That was John and that was probably later.
0: Yeah. Gene, oh, uh, Stir Crazy. Yes. Stir Crazy number two. Here's what's interesting. Really? It, really? Yeah, number two premiered December 12th 1980 and made 101 million dollars.
1: I've never even heard of this movie.
0: That's oh, fantastic. It's a, it's a great movie. Uh, one hundred and one million dollars in three weeks. What's really fun is the, number three, which started very young. Al Pacino. Number th- no, I'm sorry. It was it was Dennis Hoffman. Dennis Hoffman was in this one, I think. Um, that premiered December a, a year, almost a year to the day before Sir Crazy, and still didn't beat it. Got close. Got got to within two million. Number three, yeah, it was right. It was, it, it's it's Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep. Number oh, three,
2: that's uh, Kramer versus Kramer.
0: Very good, very good. Kramer never never
1: seen
0: that either. Huh? That's just because he gave me the never people.
1: Seen
0: either. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we're gonna we're gonna get some big hands here because I don't expect yeah. you guys to know really any of these. Um, all right, number four. Was a was one of the first spoofs, kind of like Naked Gun, kind of like Hot Shots Part do but it's also the it's the OG of spoofs. <laughs> Premiered on Independence Day.
1: Is that something to do with Fourth of July. It did not. I don't know. I wonder if I will end up having seen any of these aside from Empire Strikes Back. I'm going to guess no, but maybe I'll surprise myself. I I don't know.
0: know. Number four was a pretty popular spoof. It's in memes all over the place today.
1: Yeah, no idea.
0: Ruby, you got a thought here? Is it a Mel Brooks? No, it's not a Mel Brooks, but it is.
2: Is it a. This is too early for, like,
0: Airplane. It is not too early for Airplane. Is it Airplane? Airplane, and I love it. It's Airplane and an exclamation point in the title.
1: Yes. Oh, how about
0: that? Airplane number four. All right. Number five is a movie that I honestly have never heard of. Um, It's got Clint Eastwood. All right, and... It's full of dollars. No.
2: I don't know. I'm just pulling out of nowhere.
0: Technically, so it's interesting. Technically, it's listed as a comedy, but its keywords are mafia and action comedy. Illegal fighting. I'm sorry, did you so
1: say illegal talk. fighting?
0: Yes. That's one of the My keywords. My
2: was escape from Alcatraz, but that ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh...
0: Yeah, I don't know. What, I, I, I honestly don't know this movie.
2: <laughs> the other Eastwoods I'm thinking of, that doesn't fall into that. All right. Yeah.
0: No, number five is Any Which Way You Can, starring Clint Eastwood. Again, never heard of it.
1: Okay never heard of that. Cool. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, you're fine. All right. Number six is interesting uh, because
1: – Did we get everything before six?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm basically going in order here. Um, number six.
1: Wait, what was three?
0: Three was Kramer versus Kramer. Oh, right. The other
1: one. I did.
0: Yeah. I didn't see. Okay. I not seen any of them. Right. Okay. All right. Number six is a comedy um, starring a very popular actress at the time named Goldie Hahn. Said that, that Charney oh. thing? 10,
1: it's too early for Overboard. Oh, what's the one where she's in the army? Um,
0: yeah, yeah, you got the name?
1: Um, uh, Private Benjamin. There it is. Number
0: there you six. Go. Number okay, six sorry. was Private Benjamin. Okay, now we're back to the I country. I
1: thought this was going to be like Jarrah Darden out for me. Okay, okay. okay. okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, um, so we're back to number seven, which is the country music biopic. Entries Anybody?
1: I have no idea. You might have to tell us who the person is. <laughs> Unless wait is, it, is the person also the title of the movie?
0: No, but her yeah. most popular song is the title of the movie. Her most
2: popular
0: song is that is also the title of the and movie.
2: Just, is it Dolly Parton? Rec- no, Dolly she Carpenter. said recently passed away. Yeah. right? Yes, in oh, the last okay.
1: couple of yeah. years. That's so bad, so bad. Okay. Yes. Uh, um, recently cast away? Is it yeah. one of the judges?
0: No. <laughs> no. Um, you know, I believe the lead actress, Sissy Spacek, won an Academy Award for this movie. Oh. Uh, coal Miner's Daughter. There it is. Coal Miner's daughter, daughter. Number okay. seven. Okay. All okay. right. I don't really... Okay. So, number eight... Is a sequel now, it's one of those awful sequels, kind of like Caddyshack 2. It's just stupid, but it followed one of the most popular cult cult like cult pictures there's ever been. Um, it is it is required viewing in the southern states,
3: so I'm out
1: on this one, yeah.
2: Okay, Okay. um, I I kind of don't want to get this because I feel like I'll be judged.
3: required viewing in
0: the <laughs> it is required viewing in the southern <laughs> states. Um, not a bad way, <laughs> but, it's, um, but it's one every kid our age, Irby, probably watched over and over again in the eighties. Um, in fact, the original movie. Came out, I think, in like 78 ish. It was right at the height of the CB wave that hit the country. Everyone had CB radios. They could talk to each other from their cars. This is before cell phones, kids. Talk to each other using little radios in our cars. We all had handles. We talked to truckers. This is the sequel.
1: So, it feels so important to point out that we did not do any of these things. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is before our time. All right, uh, I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna guess a movie because but I'm gonna just based on all your clues because I did not know this had a sequel. If I get this right, <laughs> yes. But did they make a sequel to Smokey and the
0: Bandit? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And and in 1980, cool. Smokey and the Bandit Two was number eight in the country.
1: That's depressing. It was okay, this, that probably would have required me to be aware of Smokey and the Bandit one. Yes. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would have. <laughs>
1: Irby, Irby, Irby,
0: unfortunately, they actually made more than two. Oh, Lord. and they got dumber wow. and dumber and dumber as they went along. At one point, like, like
2: Land Before Time,
0: yeah, they actually made more than two, and and each one before it got worse. It looks like people le- learned their lesson after two because Smoking the Bandit never touched the top ten ever again after that. Um, <laughs> all right, number nine, you guys already got with the Blues Brothers, that leaves number ten. Now, number ten came out in September. 1980 is a Paramount Pictures. It has Mary Tyler Moore, Donald Sutherland, Timothy Hutton, Elizabeth McGovern, Adam Baldwin. Boy, that's, that's a young Adam
1: Baldwin. I don't even know who half those people are. Oh wow! I know who Donald Sutherland is. That's yeah. that's um President Snow. Yes. Yep.
0: Very good. <laughs> um, this is a drama. <laughs>
2: one Based upon the names, I've got no clue. Uh, I am
0: best picture winner in the Oscars. What? Yeah, Oscar best picture winner. Uh, one of the keywords for it is dysfunctional family. <laughs> All right, number t- number ten, ordinary people. Oh, sure thing.
2: (laughs) All right.
3: movie
0: did not know. Good for them. Okay. Let's see if we can carve out some honorable mentions here. Uh, Number 11 was Popeye. Number 12 was The Blue Lagoon. Number 14 was The Shining.
1: Oh, no. Terrifying. Oh, man. (laughs) Man, Oh, my God.
0: Uh, Number 15 was Cheech and Chong's next movie. As mentioned, Caddyshack was 16. Friday the 13th was 17th. Uh, Caligula was number 24. Oh <laughs> hey, 1980 was a hard year, man. Herbie Goes Bananas, number 37. Uh, the Final Countdown is number
1: 39. I have no idea what any of these are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Used Cars, number 55. Okay. No clue. Okay, and, and this is actually one of my favorites. I actually, I didn't realize it was a 1980 film. The Hollywood Nights. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that one. Nope. No? Okay. It's it's one of those, it was a very popular type of movie at this time where you in the 80s, so you go back to the 50s and everyone's at the car hop. This one involved a lot of adolescent shenanigans, let's just put it that way. Um, happening on one particular night after high school. It was pretty fun. Pretty funny oh. movie. It was pretty funny. <clears throat> you know, it, it wasn't uh, Days and Confused level of funny, but still pretty good. Still pretty
1: good. do not find Days and Confused funny.
0: Oh.
1: oh. All right. Except for the part about the high school girls, which I know is in poor taste, but it is funny.
0: All right. Number 81, since you brought up Dolly Parton, nine to five. Came out in 1980. December 19th, 1980. I thought that was a song. And a movie. Huh. Is, Wait, that help us? is that what the song Is that going to help us? <laughs> uh, no, it is not. No, because Girl, it's at the someone. end of 1980. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> it's the end of 1980. That is not going to help you <laughs> at all. They have uh, to store
2: that away when he does 1981 in a few weeks.
1: Fair, <laughs> noted. Wait a minute! Now I'm
0: not going to just do, just do 1981 in a few weeks. Just to come on, yeah, you would. Well, well I'm not
1: going to do it. So, <laughs> all right, <You> might.
0: <laughs> all right, uh, and finally, last will mention because I love this one. This is my favorite one of this particular uh, series. Uh, one twelve, Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown.
1: Right now, I feel like you're from another planet, and you're like, "Here are all the movies that are popular on my planet." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. I trust you." <laughs> like, you haven't <laughs> seen Bon Voyage, Charlie <laughs> Brown? Come on! You could be making all of this up, and I would have no idea.
0: <laughs> How have you not seen Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown? It's so great. They 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 they, they, Didn't they know it existed. It's I mean, great. No, they they're 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 exchange students. They go to London. And they stay in this really creepy chateau. But my favorite part of the entire cartoon is Snoopy getting kicked out of Wimbledon. It's hilarious. He did, <laughs> he doesn't like the call. He said he says the ball was out when it or when it wasn't when it wasn't called out. He deflated the 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 official's tire on his on his thing he sits on and got booted out of Wimbledon. It's hilarious. Him and Woodstock. Okay, I'll take your
1: word for it. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna watch that. Good. Okay.
0: Ah, oh, it's fantastic. It's on Apple. All right. We have reached the songs, guys. I know you've been dreading this. Uh, the <laughs> Imperial March. <laughs> uh, no? Um, no. Uh I'm out.
1: any <laughs> Michael Jackson?
0: There is a there there, Michael Jackson checks in at number 4.
1: Okay. Ooh. Okay. That should be don't enough, really know, right? Don't yeah. really know which
0: one it is, but alright. Um let's see to really for bad. Um,
2: yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Irby? No. I No? You got enough credit you guessing, Michael. <laughs> 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 all
0: right. M- Michael Jackson checks in the number four with Rock With You.
1: Probably wasn't going to get that, but okay. At least we know the song. Better off than more of the movies. Okay. Um.
2: Is there some Queen?
0: There is one Queen, yes. Queen is the number six.
2: Is it one of the ones that we should all guess? No, that wouldn't have been.
0: It's been in a few movies. Another
1: one bites the dust?
0: Ooh. No. Oh.
1: Too late like for Bohemian Rhapsody, right?
0: Um, so that was,
2: is it is it that?
1: <laughs> no, it it, no, no, it's
2: not.
0: It's not that. I was I was looking to see if that was outside of the top ten,
1: but I don't see it anywhere. I think that was earlier. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Come on, we all love this song.
0: Everyone loves we, we. Everyone loves this song. I
1: don't personally love any Queen songs, so.
2: Oh no! He did it. Good job. A uh, crazy little thing called love. There it is. Irby got it.
1: Oh, good Pulled job! Up. Good job. I missed that completely. I was just like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not into Queen. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Okay. All right. We got two out of the top ten but we're still looking for that jar of dirt. Billy Joel. Oh, Billy Joel was number nine. There you go.
1: Um, so what album would this be? Let's see. Maybe I can figure it out by the album. Glass Houses, I believe, right? It's got to be Glass Houses.
0: It's not the song.
1: So it's got to be.
0: You may be right. It's still rock and roll to me. There it is. Um, Number nine. Oh, it's still okay. rock and roll to me by
1: Billy Joel. Okay. All okay. right. All
0: right. Good. You guys. You guys are doing better so, than the, you guys on, on music than he did the movies, which is a little shocking. All <laughs> right. We got. We got. We got four, six, and nine in the books.
1: All right. Um. Elton John.
0: There you go. Good go. No, there is no Elton John in the top ten. However, there is another John in the top ten. This particular this particular artist has also uh, dived into a little bit of acting, and her has last name is hyphenate John.
1: Oh, oh, Olivia, Olivia Newton John. There I we thought go. you were like Amanda, but like you said her, and I'm like, we want a girl named John? Like who? <laughs> what? I don't John Benet Ramsey? Um let's see what I'm <laughs> wow. Damn.
0: We're all going to hell Shoot. for that one.
1: Shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I oh no, my gosh. No. I have to tell you a funny story after we're off air. Okay. Um Okay. I Okay, Olivia Newton John. Is this a song from Greece?
0: Oh, I don't believe goodness. so. I don't is it, it let's
1: get physical? It is
0: not let's get physical.
1: Okay, I don't know any other Olivia Newton's on so, so I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know any other
2: words. Irby? You know, Irby, a lot of people... I'm still uh, uncontrollably laughing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: it, oh, It's... it's it's a good song. It was a magical performance by Olivia Newton-John here for number three.
1: So magical something. Close. Magic something? <laughs> number three is
0: Magic by Olivia Newton-John. Oh, just
1: magic. Okay, thank you. If it was a snake, it would have bit me. No <laughs> idea what the song is. but Awesome. <laughs> All right.
0: You guys want to take a stab at number one? I'll give you a hint. It is a group. We've been doing that. Yeah, it is a group. Oh, I see what you meant there. Okay. Uh, Lead female vocalists. A lot of their songs had a... It it kind of like an early... I don't want to say techno, because it wasn't as high-paced as techno, but it, it had more of an electronic sound to it. Um... One of the songs, like it's kind of like a whiny lyric, like she's—it sounds like she's whining through the whole damn thing. Very popular in the eighties. This this particular group. Sandal? Mm, what'd you say? Sandal? No. Is it a punk band? Yes, I think. Blondie. There you go. What was number one in Ooh. nineteen? What was number one in nineteen eighty? Oh. Come on, Samantha. You're on your verge of double jar dirt here.
1: I know. i just. I don't know what song it would be. Call me. Look where I got. I got a jar. Oh of dirt. thank goodness. I got a jar of okay. dirt. And guess
0: there the you time go. Time? <laughs> Number one in 1980 was "Call Me" by Blondie. Okay. All right. All right. Okay.
2: <laughs> you knew that all along. Yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> dabs dabs. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just waiting
3: I... uh, for
1: the it uh, up. Uh, <laughs> up. Yeah. Yep. Well yep. Nope. Nope. I needed to have it fed to me in small
0: (laughs) portions. All right. Number two, also a group. It is a very popular English rock band that formed in London in 1965. And here they are in 1980 with the number two song, which I guess you would have to call a sequel to one of their other very popular songs. What? Yeah, I didn't know this song. I didn't know this song existed. I've heard the first one, not the second one. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute.
1: Wait a minute. Is this in a movie?
0: I don't think so, but I could be wrong.
1: Like I'm talking about, like a band made movie. No. No. That goes my only guess then. Hang on.
2: Go ahead and just make that guess though, because maybe that gets us another. Oh, I I was
1: gonna guess another brick in the wall.
0: Uh, Yeah, it is, Another Brick in the Wall. There's
1: a part two, and it was the only song I could think of. I did
0: not know. Okay, yeah. Uh, It it is Another Brick in the Wall. I didn't know it was part of a movie. Oh,
1: wait, that was right? Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, Yeah, Another Brick in the Wall, part two.
1: (laughs) Weird movie. Very weird movie. Uh, Can't say I understood it very well. Um, All
0: right, that's number two. All right, so we've got the top four. We We need five, seven, eight... And ten. Um,
2: I'm trying to think what else is around that time. I. What are, what are like, some of our guesses that we always guess, but we're never right?
1: Is it like <laughs> disco-y bands? Are any of them like disco? <laughs>
0: um, I, there you go. ABBA.
1: No, no. Yeah, I mean, isn't uh, that right? Maybe a little, or a little late. Yeah, I
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think there's any disco in here. Disco. disco. What about
1: Donna Summer?
0: No, not Donna Summer.
1: Diana Ross. Nope. Stevie Wonder. No. Bob Seger. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <Katie> en- <laughs> I'm enjoying these guesses though. Um, oh, we um, have some uh, uh,
2: Barbara Barbara Streisand.
0: Okay, close. Not Barbara Streisand, but there was another artist around that time who also did
1: movies. Linda Ronstadt?
0: No, that's a good guess. Love Linda Ronstadt. No, not her.
1: I do too. Bat Midler?
0: Bat Midler is number 10 for one of her really yuppie,
1: sappy songs. Know, I'm not going to know Bette this. Ronstadt. I only know the Desert Storm one and the one from Beaches, which are later. I am not know this. I don't think. Yeah, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know. Kirby, do you know. It also
0: it also has a feature film with the same name.
2: Wow. Smokey and the Bandit.
0: Nope.
1: <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: There you go. <laughs> Uh, Smokey the Bandit Part 2
1: Empire Strikes
0: Back <laughs> I already guessed that Irby, I already guessed that one <laughs> Irby, I'm just, I'm just going to tell you Smokey the Minute Part 2 involved them hauling an elephant and Dom DeLuise is in it and it's awful but uh, <laughs> Bette Midler number 10 is one of our really famous sappy songs
2: I put a spell on you? No I know that's later <laughs>
0: Uh, this is the kind of song you play when you when you when you give your significant other roses
1: oh the rose i can play this on the piano can you really that's cool i know that yeah yeah the rose i yeah no i my piano repertoire is extremely limited because i did not push piano lessons past the age of about nine but if you need somebody to play adult contemporary ballads from the 80s or traditional christmas songs i'm your guy that's all I can play. That's handful good. show tunes,
0: but you know, and I can do. Good on t- you. How about the Mamma Mia soundtrack? Can you do that?
1: Uh, no, I'm not familiar <laughs> with that one.
0: <sighs> well, fine.
1: Alright. All right.
0: <laughs> okay, number five. I'm just going to give you me the
2: artist. Do you have any like big groups here that we are just you can't believe we're yeah.
0: Any what?
1: Like something
0: like, like, obvious, like that we should know. That, no. Well, I, no, I take that oh, back. Okay. There is eight. one. There is one song that you'll know. Um, I was just
2: worried we were going to have like the Eagles or Tom Hetty here and be like, I can't believe you guys aren't hitting it. Yeah. I, Wait,
1: I, how many okay. are we missing?
3: Now? Are all right. We we're missing mi- three.
0: I think so. Let's see. You're missing five, seven, and eight. Yeah. Five, seven, and eight. Okay. Uh Five is a duet. the carpenters I don't know close um, <laughs> oh no this is a husband and wife team one of which had a Navy and share no no this one had a na- no, uh, this one had a navy rank no
2: captain
0: and Tennille there it is the next question,
1: I thought that was so. two boys <laughs> so did I actually Wow, the things you learn. Time capsule is so educational sometimes. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. <laughs> okay. Wow.
0: Uh, so, yeah. Any idea on the song, Erby? No. <laughs> All right. Checking in number five Captain Ateo would do that to me one more time.
1: I don't know who I thought saying that, but that wasn't who I thought saying
0: that. No? <laughs> okay. Uh, Okay, number seven. Right, that hasn't been reprised a few times. <laughs> number seven is a Beatle.
1: A Beatle? Oh.
0: Okay, so
1: McCartney or Harrison? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. Um, Wait, which one? Paul McCartney. <laughs> okay. Number seven with this song.
1: I don't know any solo Paul McCartney. Sorry. I only know George Harrison because he is the best Beatle.
0: I agree. Agree with that wholeheartedly. Irby, any ideas? Nope. Coming up by Paul McCartney. Number seven. Good for him.
1: (laughs) Are you now? Okay. (laughs) I'll just trust you on that, Paul. Never heard it. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. Number eight. Was an incredibly, incredibly annoying song that somehow finds its way its way into more than a few movies.
1: Annoying. Yes. It doesn't
0: narrow it down. Yeah, it's a very funky song. Very
1: Oh, funk. funky town. Okay. Hate that song. Okay. It's yeah, I, oh, wow. I hate that song. It's terrible.
0: It's awful. Funky Town by Lips Incorporated is number eight. Which completes the Wait, top ten. what
1: is the band called?
0: Lips Incorporated. We're spelling lips with two Ps. Wow.
1: I, again, don't know who I thought sang that, but I've never heard of this band. Okay. Sure thing. Uh-huh. All, All right.
0: right. Popular, more popular ones that, frankly, like I would have had a lot more time believing were, were better than, than where they ranked. Uh, number 11 is the Pina Colada song.
1: Oh, wow. I thought that was older. Okay.
0: Number 13 is Cruisin' by Smokey Robinson, which is now a popular duet.
1: Also thought that was older. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, Number 15, Lost in Love by Air Supply. Number 16 is uh, Elton John with Little Genie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't. Uh, This is it. Number 28 with Kenny Loggins.
1: Oh, I do like Kenny Loggins. Fond of Yacht Rock. Mm -hmm.
0: Kenny Rogers and Kim Carnes with Don't Fall in Love with a Dreamer at 31. This was the beginning of the ongoing theme of 80s movies involving Christopher Cross with Sailing at 32.
1: Oh, another yacht king. All uh, right, yeah. Yeah. Christopher Cross. Yeah, and uh, Arthur's theme I believe is coming after this. Yeah,
0: cool in the game. She, uh, grad number thirty-five and thirty-six. Number thirty-five was Ladies Night. Number thirty-six was too hot. Donna Summer and Barbara Streisand checking at thirty-eight with no more tears. Enough is enough. Hmm. Irby, uh, here are your Eagles at forty-seven with heartache tonight. Oh wow! Yeah, Bob, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band with Against the Wind at fifty-one.
1: Ah, oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Air Supply checks back in with All Out of Love at fifty-five. Their one-hit wonder CD. <laughs> uh, here's a fun one: "Don't Do Me Like That" by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers at sixty-four.
1: Ah, there we go. All right, we do
2: have some Tom Petty's just buried. Okay. In the 90s, I could get the 20s, but in the 80s, I'm down in the 60s. Got it. Good
0: to know. All right, number 75, Billy Joe with You May Be Right. Oh, there's the other one. Okay. Uh, Number 78, Hurt So Bad by Linda Ronstadt. There she is. Oh, Pat Benatar. Hits the charts at number 83 with Heartbreaker.
1: I thought that was a bigger hit. Yeah,
0: huh. maybe, maybe it was released. Uh, maybe
1: it is in a different year. Maybe, maybe it's from the year before. Could okay. be.
0: Could be. Could be. Could be.
1: Yeah.
0: And number 100, once again, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers with Refugee.
1: So. I hope people from 1980 that that CD was released. Actually, it an album at that point, possibly cassette. I don't know when did the cassette but I, I hope people from 1980 that that was from the year before can be very angry at you if you had Tom Petty at number 100, but you had what? Ben Midler at <laughs> number, number 10. 10. Right. That is and lip a crime? Oh yes, and Funky Town. Yes, that is a that's a war crime. I want to report. <laughs> a war crime. Oh yeah.
0: So yeah, that's that's 1980, guys. Oh, we made it. We made, we made it. it. We made it. He had to
1: tell us like half of it, but we made it. Okay, that's
0: good. You actually, you, you did a lot better than I thought you would. You really did. Like, I, I thought I thought I was going to have to spoon-feed everything, and I didn't. Like, you like you nailed the movie right off the bat within a couple of seconds. I was like, well, maybe this won't be as bad as I thought. No. Nope.
1: <laughs> I had one bullet. We, we kept our expectations that
2: you know, Carolina Panthers and did pretty fine.
1: <laughs> he had us below Colorado Rocky, so he did not think we were going to 500 and we weren't <laughs> <laughs> even Dick Monfort didn't believe in us
0: <laughs> all right any final comments before we go
1: I I feel um, like a failure right now <laughs> you had two jars of dirt I know but then I Proceed to get nothing else, basically after that. So,
0: yeah, you know, um, you know, it's bad when Irby wasn't even getting the top, like you know, the, like the the ten to fifteen or oh yeah, the twenties always
1: gets all of those. Yeah, see, this is hard. All right, guys, <laughs> next week I promise we will go to at least a somewhat newer. <laughs> <laughs> everybody who's like ten years older than us right now is screaming about how stupid they are.
0: Yes, <laughs> uh, absolutely. So absolutely yeah I'll, I'll get another text message about how they got it before we did yeah
2: yeah. is it too late to tell our moms not to listen <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean you could try telling mine that but that's not going to happen <laughs>
1: <laughs> my, my mom's not going to know any of these my mom is the person who's like oh oh I know it I know it it's that song by that person about that thing and you're like oh. close <laughs> technically
0: not wrong but <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right <laughs> wherever you listen to us at don't forget to like us i know i know we hit 1980 hard but not all the time capsules were that difficult so give us that like subscribe to the show check in next week to see what year samantha picks i'm well i'll just actively wait for her revenge on me so we'll uh We'll see how that plays out. But for now, we're done. We're out of here. Until next week, don't watch the Pro Bowl. Watch nothing else. It's good for you.